Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and uh, welcome back uh, to the show this evening. Myself, Tasneem Adams, standing in for uh, Muhammad Fasih Peterson who is uh, uh, sick this evening. And of course, uh, tonight we have an extended focus on Palestine uh, to discuss the pressing issues facing uh, Masjid al-Aqsa, the Noble Sanctuary. Um, and we're going to get into that a bit more. But just to set some context, um, some 54 Palestinians have been injured and four have been arrested after uh, Israeli occupying forces use violence to disperse Musallis from outside the Al-Aqsa compound yesterday following the installation of metal detectors at the masjid's gates on Sunday, Palestinians staged a sit-in praying in the streets of the old city in protest of the increased restrictions on their access to the holy site. Now, last night, Israeli police attacked worshippers as they performed the evening prayer using rubber bullets, stun grenades and batons. Four members of the Palestinian Red Crescent paramedic service were also injured while trying to treat the wounded, which included the chairman of the Palestinian National Initiative Party, Mustafa Barghouti, was shot in the head with a rubber-coated bullet. Of course, this all following uh, the um, violence that we saw in the old city on Friday and the uh, shutdown of the mosque compound by Israeli authorities over the weekend. So the question we're asking tonight is why is Israel tightening its grip on Al-Aqsa and why is a sacred site a recurring flashpoint? Uh, that's our topic for tonight as we continue our coverage on the Israeli occupation occupation of our Aqsa. You'll remember we had um, a discussion, we had an hour show on Sunday where we got into these issues and uh, I promised that we were going to take this further uh, in the show tonight. So yeah, I'll be with you until 9 o'clock this evening. Usually um, this time of the evening on a Tuesday we've got the MJC hour followed by our regular focus on Palestine. Uh, so tonight we've combined uh, the two because of this pressing issue. Uh, if we have time we are going to open the lines in between the show but you can whatsapp us throughout the show uh, or sms us on 47913 our whatsapp number is 072-238-0712 joining me in studio this evening is Molana abdul khalik ali as well as sheikh ishaq talib uh, <coughs> representing the mjc this evening and soon we're going to join online by Molana ihsan Hendricks from turkey uh, gentlemen assalamu alaikum shukran uh, for joining us this evening um, after eight as well we're going to get the views of uh, some researchers as well as analysts and activists, many of whom are, are very vocal on the Palestinian issue. Uh, for now, I believe we've got Molina Ihsan on the line. Molina, assalamu alaikum to you. How are you doing, Molina? Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh, dear sister, and to the honorable uh, colleagues of the Muslim Judicial Council in the studio, and listeners of Radio Voice of the Cape, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Malina, shukran so much again for joining us this evening. Uh, I know you are in Turkey and, uh, you know, it's been quite busy there. Uh, but as mentioned in the introduction, uh, of course, we heard you on on Sunday. You were speaking about the increased violence in the old city. Uh, we know there's been beefed up security measures inside and out, outside the Al-Aqsa compound. Uh, the Red Crescent Society is saying today that at least 50 Palestinians were wounded in uh, overnight clashes with Israeli police near the sacred site. Brief us on what you know so far, Molina. Yeah, uh, sister, uh, I think it is uh, very important, and I think uh, uh, since uh, uh, Friday or since uh, the incident uh, started uh, off in the compound of Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa, I think uh, the community 
has received updates on a regular basis. Uh, with uh, uh, a great uh, principle and with your kind uh, permission, I want to take again one or two steps back, if you allow me, and I'll try to contextualize it in the next minute or two. Number one is that what happened uh, on Friday is not in isolation of the big uh, program of Zionist occupation over the last 50 years. Again, I think, uh, particularly to the Muslim community, we have enough uh, references as far as the occupation of Jerusalem and Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa and the desecration of the holy places of the Muslim community, the holy uh, places of the Christian community equally being desecrated under Zionist occupation. The question is, after 50 years, of the occupation of Jerusalem, the occupation of Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa. What is it that we say new on a program such as Voice of the Cape or any other program tonight? The problem is because our people, first of all, including our leadership, lack the correct understanding and the information. Everything is taken, the one in isolation of the other one. Mm. In fact, it is not going to stop here, according to a prominent uh, Palestinian researcher, <coughs> Abdullah Umar Ma'aruf, whom I chatted with yesterday here in uh, <coughs> Istanbul. He said, uh, Sheikh Hassan, we have to prepare ourselves for worse chapters still to come. Uh, just a point of reflection is, and uh, Sheikh Ishaq Talib is in the studio there, and Maulana Abdul Khalik Ali can bear testimony to the fact, under the leadership uh, and the caravans of the Al Quds Foundation, for the last few years, we've been presenting to the community what is called the division plan of Al Masjid Al Aqsa Al Mubarak. What happened on Friday is strategically part of the division plan. And that is why we have to accept the leadership of the Mufti presently of uh, Palestine and the ulama who say we refuse uh, to walk through the electronic uh, facility to be security checked because if we are going to accept that, it means we accept almost a permanent arrangement for al-Masjid al-Aqsa al-Mubarak. Yes, there are casualties. Yes, uh, 54 people have been killed. Yes, a number of people have been uh, injured. Yes, we see the blood are flowing, but it has been happening like this for the last 50 years. But it's, what is very shocking, and I will conclude on this particular point, is uh, I am here in the capital city of Istanbul. I must say that, of course, in Istanbul, at least, there is a great awareness. The ulama of Palestine and the ulama bodies have gathered over the last few days and the awareness programs is at a very high level here. The rest of the Arab world, the rest of the Muslim world, the rest of the leadership of the Muslim world is completely silent. There is absolutely something wrong in the Muslim world. There's something wrong in the Muslim community. And it is precisely because the Zionists know they can repeat this exercise again tomorrow because the leaders of the Muslim community are occupied with their own political uh, games that they are playing. Uh, many in the ranks of the ulama do not see 
the Palestinian issue, Qadiyat al-Quds, Qadiyat Masjid al-Aqsa, has to be part of the priority list. And that is why every time on the radio programs we have to repeat ourselves and we have to repeat ourselves. And there is nothing new except that the status of the Ummah remains the same. Mm-hmm. Let's look at the current situation, Molina. Certainly, I mean, from what we've seen on online and on social media, um, you know, it's a very bold move by the uh, Islamic Waqaf Authority to refuse to enter uh, the Israeli metal detectors and the other security measures. And, and certainly the uh, resistance of the Palestinian issue on, uh, the, the resistance of Palestinians on this issue has been um, quite encouraging to see. Well, uh, uh, of course, we have to support that, what uh, we also have to place on record. It is precisely under the leadership of Sheikh Ra'id Salah, Sheikh Al-Aqsa, a man that has already paid a huge price on behalf of the Ummah, prison in and prison out, one court session, another court session. Again, Sheikh Ra'id has been released. He has, uh, his travel ban has just been uh, extended. He is persona non grata around Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa Al-Mubarak. There are other measures that have taken place over the years that was positively spearheaded by the Islamic movement and the Palestinian leadership. For example, the motivation already in the time of Ariel Sharon for the installation of the security cameras. Was it not for the leadership of the uh, Palestinian community, the leadership of the ulama, the leadership of the Islamic movement, then those security cameras would have been installed long time ago. But the question was, for what is the purpose of these security cameras? The security cameras is, in, 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 in fact, in favor of the Zionist uh, police uh, forces. We see that they regulate uh, the Muslim movement into the compound of al-Masjid al-Aqsa, but they give free access to those extremist groups who enter the compound of al-Masjid al-Aqsa on a day-to-day basis through the uh, Moroccan gate. And it is from this particular gate on a day-to-day basis. Already we see, number three, the implementation of the time division plan. From 7 o'clock in the morning till 11 o'clock, Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa, the compound, is off-limit to the Muslim community. It is bringing in these extremist Jewish groups in order to exercise their rituals. That is in order to seek the legitimacy of the compound of al-Masjid al-Aqsa with the aspiration of the Jewish community to establish the Temple of Solomon and ultimately to establish the Temple of Solomon on the ruins of al-Masjid al-Aqsa al-Mubarak. Therefore, none of this that is happening is the individual unilateral action of an individual Israeli. It gets fully endorsed by the Knesset. This, what is happening, fully enjoys the mandate of Mr. Benjamin Netanyahu. And that is why it is so laughable to see that at this particular time of our history, we are beginning to see whether there is speculation or not, but already Saudi Arabia is beginning to have soft diplomatic relations with the rogue state of Israel. Therefore, Benjamin Netanyahu has nothing to worry about. Because he enjoys uh, presently the, 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 the support of the Arab world. He has never enjoyed it at any time of the history of Zionist occupation the way that they are enjoying it today. And that is why Target, 
The targets will always be Qatar. The target will be Turkey. The target will be Hamas. The target will be the Ikhwan al-Muslimin, those people who understand the legitimacy of resistance, because as they say, if there's occupation, there has to be resistance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly we'll get into the geopolitics of this issue a bit later. I just want to turn to uh, these reports that I've picked up of uh, Hamas and Islamic Jihad calling for protests in the West Bank and the Gaza Strip. Uh, Fatah also calling for a day of uh, what it's called a day of rage. Do you think this issue is going to be a tipping point for the whole region? Well, uh, let us hope, uh, but there is uh, at times uh, very little uh, hope uh, that at times the Palestinian people have in the, in the Palestinian authority, and I am emphasizing the Palestinian authority. There are great aspirations for the people to return back to the founding principles of the PLO, of the Palestinian Liberation Organization, because, sister, me and you know, and we can see the type of collaboration the Palestinian Authority enjoys with the Zionist occupation. Number one is, for example, the electricity cut in the Gaza right now is who? Who initiated this? It is uh, precisely the Palestinian Authority that wants to punish the people in the Gaza. But you are not punishing Hamas, you are punishing the Palestinian people. And that is why I think uh, the call of resistance, the call of the various movements, is uh, most definitely uh, going to pay off in one or the other uh, way, uh, because the Palestinian Authority has disappointed uh, the Palestinian uh, people at large, you know, over so many years. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, just to end of Molina, as you, you've uh, uh, put it, you know, for years we've seen these sporadic bursts of violence at uh, the compound and Palestinians. We know they've long feared that uh, these heightened security measures are the signs of uh, a Zionist takeover of uh, the sacred site. What do you think is the ultimate end game here? What's the end game for for Zionist Israel? Well, uh, we have been repeating this uh, for a number of years, and it is not exclusive to uh, uh, Maulana Ehsan or to my research or my readings. It is a common understanding that Zionism is built on the following uh, principles. The principle is that uh, the state of Israel uh, will be incomplete without the capital. The capital should be uh, uh, Jerusalem, of course, according to them. And that the capital is incomplete without the temple, and the temple must be the temple of Solomon to be built on the ruins of al-Masjid al-Aqsa al-Mubarak. So we see this uh, momentous development. And again, I'm coming back to the point over the last 50 years. Mm. Sister, if we are crying for what has happened Friday in al-Masjid al-Aqsa al-Mubarak, on the 21st of August 1969, Michael Dennis Rohan, and we can quote so many examples over the last 50 years, There is enough examples over the last 50 years. The question is, what must happen more for the Ummah and the leadership in the Ummah to realize that the agenda of the Muslim world must be prioritized on the Palestinian issue, on the question of al-Masjid al-Aqsa, because the Zionists are not shy. They do not shy away from the fact that that is their aspiration. Whatever the difficulties they are confronted with, they are ready to aspire, they are ready to put into motion, 
And after 50 years of occupation of Jerusalem, after 50 years of the occupation of Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa, I shiver to say that designers are almost very close to their ultimate objective of achieving what they want to achieve. That the voice there of Molina Ehsan Hendricks, the uh, director of the Al-Quds Foundation in South Africa, speaking, uh, speaking to us live now from Turkey, uh, giving us uh, his analysis on the latest developments at Masjid Al-Aqsa. Uh, Molina, shukran so much to you and uh, we wish you a safe trip back home, inshallah. For now, we're going to break for uh, for now. We're going to break for ads, and when we come back, we'll get more into the conversation. Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape, ninety-one point three FM. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Shukran so much for staying with us on the show. It's our Focus on Palestine show. Of course, tonight, an in depth look into uh, the latest developments at Mashal Aqsa. I'll be with you until 9 o'clock this evening. So, yeah, as discussed before the break, we've seen that uh, the old city in East Jerusalem has witnessed heightened tensions uh, in the past week following a deadly attack on Friday that left three Palestinians uh, and two police officers dead in and around the Al Aqsa Mashal compound in the old city. Uh, we know that uh, Musalis have been performing their prayers at the Lion's Gate leading to our access since the attack uh, to express their rejection of the heightened Israeli security procedures around the compound uh, including uh, what we have seen is the, the installation of metal detectors and security cameras at the entrances of uh, uh, Masjid al-Aqsa. Uh, so we continue the conversation now with uh, Mullen Abdul Khalik Ali, the MJC Deputy President and the MJC SG, uh, Sheikh Ishaq Talib, uh, who have joined me in studio. Uh, Molina, I think, um, you know, perhaps we can start with you. You know, we, as we've heard from Molina Ihsan, you know, before the break, he was saying that we've, in recent years, there have been many attempts by both right wing and uh, secular Jewish groups to enter the compound for worshipping uh, with the support of Israeli politicians and under the protection of Zionist soldiers. I mean, do you think this issue is simply an issue about prayer? Is it a means of provocation, or would you agree that it is a systematic plan to, uh, you know, carry out a Zionist takeover of uh, the, that sacred site? Yeah, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Sister, I believe that uh, we have uh, well understood the contribution that our Honorable Former President Mulan Ehsan Hendricks has made and we would like to also acknowledge this particular program on a Tuesday evening had been dedicated to precisely create the consciousness and awareness to our community and we are very grateful to Voice of the Cape for creating this particular opportunity and in those particular programs as well as what we could be able to understand from Mulan Ehsan and our own understanding and reading is that the Zionist occupiers, they have introduced a systematic program of Judaization around the old city. They have um, escalated the level of desecration of Masjid al-Aqsa al-Mubarak. They have increased their numbers in terms of how they have demolished the Palestinian areas in and around the old city. They've made their presence felt. They've increased the number 
of uh, people who are uh, residing within the old city. These are all part of that systematic campaign to wanting to bring about such chains where they would like to claim their right. And therefore the escalations uh, with underneath Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa Al-Mubarak to prove and to bring evidence and to give to the world from an archaeological perspective to show that they have a claim to it. Even though that has failed, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, they cannot prove anything. However, the Zionist occupier, they've continued with this particular systematic program of theirs. And so in recent times, we have witnessed how, uh, how they've treated the Palestinians with uh, total disregard, almost as if that masjid belongs to them. They have, in, they have uh, taken the responsibility, the Zionist police have taken the responsibility to provide uh, under their protection the settlers and extremist Jewish groups to enter into the compound and to hawk about mm. agitating the Palestinian people. So, yes, it's a combination of all of that. They are wanting to lay claim and wanting to move what precisely Maulana said towards the end. Wanting to say that Jerusalem is the capital of the Zionist uh, Israeli state and, this, and the capital is incomplete without the Temple of Solomon. And for that they would want to require, and we have seen all of those particular models ourselves, we have traveled many a times and we have seen uh, precisely what they have presented, showcasing their intent. So that's the reason why it requires the Muslim and the global Muslim community to rise now <coughs> We see within the Muslim minority communities where, alhamdulillah, the slogan of resistance and support and solidarity with our Palestinians are being raised. And alhamdulillah, we will continue to do that. The sadness is the silence within the Arab communities. Mm. And that is of great disturbances to all of us. But may Allah protect Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa Al-Mubarak. I mean, Sheikh Ishaq, if I can perhaps bring you in here, I mean, are you moved by the Palestinian display of resistance that we've seen over the past few days? I mean, we've seen images of many people praying, making salah in the streets, simply refusing to enter the compound under those extreme circumstances. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, salatu wassalam wa rasulillah, salatu ba'ad. Shukran, sister Tasneem, and a very interesting question. My uh, quick response uh, to that is that we do not expect anything less from the Palestinian people. Well, that is how we have also come to know them on a very personal level, myself, Malbukhalik, and many others. Um, so uh, they are very principled people. Um, uh, they are people who have their, their goals clearly set, who understand where they come from, mm -hmm. and who clearly understand where, where they are heading and that they are doing this uh, as representatives of the Ummah of the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu and fulfilling a duty and a responsibility uh, that is actually the uh, responsibility and duty of the entire Ummah. Um, so uh, yes, it, it, it really warms the heart to see that Alhamdulillah generation after generation uh, in the way that they are reared, uh, in the way that they are orientated um, uh, that they are very clear in terms of, of what the, uh, those goals and objectives are.
Mm-hmm. So, so some uh, some people might, for example, wonder. So, why is it now that uh, these metal detectors are uh, have, after it had been erected? Why are they refusing to enter through there? Mm-hmm. So, Maulana Hassan uh, highlighted a very important dimension. And uh, in fact, uh, today, Maulana uh, Bukharik, if you can uh, bear with me, uh, uh, today um, we had. Uh, some discussion around it with some of our own members uh, after the executive committee meeting for example where they also raised a certain uh, um, concerns and how they um, understand things from their particular perspective so we so uh, i for example emphasized to to, to some of these sheikhs uh, uh, today uh, that it is important for us to understand this particular narrative uh, on, on, on from the side of the Palestinian people mm. and and where this conflict started and how people's uh, freedoms and liberties have have been violated and have been withheld from them, not only for one day, or for 24 hours, for mm. one week or one month. Uh, this is a systematic uh, number. On the one side, it, it is so complex. On the one side, it is a gentrification. Uh, that is happening, uh, emptying out of the entire city uh, called Al-Quds of Jerusalem, mm-hmm. empty, emptying it out from the people who have been living there uh, for all of these years. And when I say the Palestinian people, I mean Muslim and non. But obviously the greater focus is on the, on the Muslim people called Maqdisiyin, Jerusalemites. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so, so <laughs> I, I don't know what, what still needs to happen in order for us to, to, to really wake up and, and, and smell the coffee. Uh, as as uh, as as it were, the city as it is now, Jerusalem, Al Quds or Beit Al Maqdis, uh, it's probably more than eighty percent already um, Judaized. Uh, in Arabic, call it Tahweed. It's made, it was made Jewish. The buildings, the the uh, I mean, and we in South Africa uh, should be able to identify with this uh, more easily because mm-hmm. of these kinds of processes that had taken place uh, under apartheid here uh, in in South Africa. Um, I mean, a, a lot of these. Uh, uh, look at District Six, for example. Mm. Um, uh, the, uh, the tussle there over over many uh, many decades. Mm. Um, Sh- Sheikh, if I can just come in here, you refer to the term ethnic. Um, you refer to the term gentrification. gentrification. Mm. Can we go as far uh, as saying that it's a form of ethnic, ethnic cleansing? Yes, definitely. I wouldn't uh, hesitate to, to, to actually um, agree with that, mm-hmm. not, it, not in the least. Okay. Um, what has been, from your observation, what's been the role of the, the scholars, the ulama in, uh, in the old city in terms of quelling? I mean, we know Palestinians are simmering at the moment. What has been their role in terms of quelling those tensions amongst the Palestinians? Well, again, from, from what we uh, uh, hear from, uh, from these, uh, these very scholars, is that um, they are calling uh, on the people, for example, to come in their numbers, not to, to, to stay away from Masjid Al-Aqsa, but to come in their numbers mm. towards Masjid Al-Aqsa. Uh, for example, for them to increase uh, one of the projects, for example, that had been uh, rolled out by the Islamic movement in 1948 under Sheikh Raid Salah and Sheikh Kamal Khatib and others. Masiratul uh, Bayarik, where they pass in people in, in, in great numbers ordinarily to perform salah in Masjid Al-Aqsa Al-Mubarak. So, uh, so uh, this is an increase uh, uh, and again a renewed call by them uh, to the people to come towards Masjid Al-Aqsa Al-Mubarak and pray as we have seen the images, the videos and the phot- uh, photos and so that they pray just before uh, or in front rather of the metal uh, detectors and so on where the adhan goes off. There was one clip I saw um, um, this morning uh, of a person that made adhan for example on, on, on one of these on the 
call it the roof mm. of one of those walkies, if I can call it whatever. I don't know what you call it. Yeah. Security, uh, whatever, uh, rooms, whatever it is. They were standing on top of there and sounding the adhan for dhuhr, for example. Mm. Um, so, so in terms of that particular de- determination, it is, it, it is there. So, 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 so to answer the question, they are not, and, and here we want to emphasize this, they are not calling on their people to be violent. They are calling on their people to assert their right and their religious freedom mm. that, uh, that Islam gives them. You, you know, it is quite funny that the Zionist regime uh, on many platforms internationally are saying that they are the only democracy in the Middle East. Yeah. Mm? That they are the only democracy in the Middle East. Mm. So what wonderful democracy that they have, uh, for example, where um, people are, are robbed of the the property, the right to own that property, uh, the right of movement, freedom of movement, all of those freedoms and liberties are all withheld from them. And then they still have the goal to say that we are the only uh, um, uh, democracy in the Middle East, for example. As uh, with Jordan being the custodian of uh, this uh, sacred site, I mean, how do you see Jordan's role in all of this? Well, uh, in, in terms of, of uh, the historic uh, agreement that there uh, is between, between them, that Jordan is supposed to be the, the custodian of, of uh, the compound of Al-Majl Al-Aqsa Al-Mubarak. But as we have seen uh, in the past and of late, um, that uh, the soldiers who are there that's representing the Jordanian authority basically are, are, are toothless and, 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 and powerless that, uh, at, at, at a whim. Uh, the Israeli forces would come and they would take charge and control of, 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 of the compound. They would allow, as Mal Bukharik also uh, said, they would allow these uh, extremist uh, Jewish groups and whoever else that they feel should gain entry into Al-Aqsa Al-Mubarak, that they give them that particular entry. Uh, and, and, and the Jordanian uh, soldiers would stand there one side and not do anything. You would see that, for example, females, in terms of their dignity and their honor, being violated by the uh, Israeli soldiers and the Israeli forces in front of the Jordanians. Uh, and they can't do anything about it. Mm. They just stand there like you know, as, 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 as puppets, actually. Mm. So, so I'm saying uh, that the role that Jordan historically had played needs to continue, but that they have to, um, sorry, this is now family TV, uh, <laughs> they actually have to uh, um, man up, mm. for, for lack of other terminology. They have to actually man up and take that particular responsibility much more seriously. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, I mean, w- what is the use of having an agreement between them and the Israeli regime saying that they are the, uh, the custodians of uh, the compound of Al-Majl Al-Aqsa Al-Mubarak, but that they, in, in reality they have, they have no power whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Some powerful words there from uh, Sheikh Ishaq Talib, uh, the Secretary General of the MJC. For now, we take a break. Just a reminder, though, that uh, our WhatsApp line is open. Please do uh, WhatsApp us on 072-238-0712. You can SMS us on 47913. And uh, after the break, we can take some of your calls. 021-442-3530 is the number to dial. Uh, for now, we take a break and we'll be back shortly.